0: hello my god it's episode 97 of the worst podcast on the internet no one has ever done a worse podcast thank god we're all here i need a drink to that hmm really quickly before we bring everybody out we got sponsors first sponsor ral for all of your testing needs i know you all need something you need to test and it's burning in the back of your mind like constantly. It's 3 a.m. Where are your children? Don't care. But you know you needed to test something. And you haven't done it yet. Go to vetneeding.com. And if it happens to be crypto, you can use code shit happens for $5 off the crypto panel. That's a bargain. Last time I checked for peace of mind. Check it out. Now, you can't really see them because I moved them. But our, our beautiful sponsor still here, still uh, normal, I think. Last week, there was some debate which sponsor was the most normal in the chat. Uh, We'll have to see. We'll give them some more time to flex how normal they are. First one is Stone Age Ball Pythons. He's a Pacific Northwest breeder of ball pythons, clearly. And he is a local yokel. Very nice beard. Succulent. Succulent and supple. So that's, I guess, a succulent now. (laughs) Uh, BNS Reptilia. He's absolutely drowning in pitch office. He, uh, it could be a cry for help. I'm not sure. But you need to message him right away. Right away. And be like, please, I need a pit in my life. And he will dispense it to you and solve all of your problems. That's what you need to call Chris for. BNS Reptilia. Powerhouse Pythons. Andrew, go for Coco. You know you need it because you know it's the best. Y- you don't want mold, No. You don't want... Weird absorption problems? No. Go for Coco. You're the PNW distributor. He also breeds ball pythons, has some stemsons and leopard geckos. All awesome. We love all those things here. Check them out. Shane Kelly, he's doing uh, more adult ball pythons for sale. Go to his husbandry pro store. He has a really cool GHI pie thing, male. You know me and GHI. We have that in common, Shane and I. You need to check them out right away. Adult breeders. Small town exotics, thank you. Gray family snakes. They're in Daytona right now having the time of their lives because they're winners. Uh, Bravo Zulu reptiles. Ball pythons, holy fuck. They should just be called reptiles because they do dragon snakes. <laughs> anyway, I'll try to be normal. Really cool Veteran and woman-owned breeding operation, and we love that here, even if they aren't in the Air Force. I mean, we can't all be winners. <laughs> Rob Azula, she has some availability on the website, and a couple of those have trickled onto Morph Market, so if you need something puzzly and fun, that's where you need to go. Now on to the show, where it's more normal people talk that aren't me. <laughs> all right, we're back. Now we're back. We did it. As always, the worst. I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but I'm here. So let's do. I don't know if everyone knows who everyone is. I hope so. But let's do like a 30 second elevator pitch.
1: I'm Marvin. (laughs) I'm Eric. (laughs) Uh, They're lying, everybody. And I felt like I needed to get a room when you were talking about Stone Age's beard. So,
0: have you seen it?
1: I have. I mean, I'm not sure it makes me feel the same way it does you.
0: <laughs> I, I really need to write ad copy. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But so when you ad lib, God knows what comes out.
1: <laughs> oh, Marvin, you're first. Introduce yourself.
2: I was going I said you. You first.
1: Oh, Randy can do it first.
2: Perfect, Randy. Perfect. Perfect. Randy, I bet it, my man.
1: Proud by fire. Panel. Yep. Hi, I'm Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse him. That guy with all the snake racks. That's Eric. We already did that. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, I'm Randy. i um, Design Creations here in Avondale. Arizona. Um, what information what are we looking for?
1: I came in that's late. Yeah, that's that's, bad. That's, that was that's good. good.
2: What?
3: Shoe
1: size? Probably.
2: That's normally my size. 14 and a half. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. I guess I'll go next then. Marvin, Elegant Only Reptiles uh, out here in Gilbert,
1: Arizona.
0: All right, Eric, um, you can do it.
1: I'm Eric uh, with Blackjack Reptiles in Phoenix, Arizona. All
0: right. Perfect. Thank you.
4: Who are you? And
0: I don't know. I just stumble in here every once in a while. Um, I live in the Great Plains, and there's nothing here but dust storms and broken dreams and uh, some hognose snakes sometimes. <laughs> the end. All right. Fuck. Tough crowd tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back. Let's go back to, like, the why this talk is, I don't know, important. It's because I think, as always, that, like, deciding if a show is worth doing maybe even has less to do with whether the show is good or not. But if your inventory or workflow works for that show. So that's, like, the framing of the show discussion, I think. But we could talk about, like, just you could chime in wherever you want. But what was your guys' sort of general experience going to the show this time.
3: Yeah, that same has order. a lot to do with Seven it. Nine. Either way, go ahead.
2: Yeah, buddy, no, same order. You go You go first.
3: So I'm just going to say, you know, that, that's something we take into consideration every time we go to the show is like, what's our, uh, you know, product look like, what we have on the, in our displays. And, you know, like there has to be a balance, um, you know, you can't have a ton of high dollar snakes and very little low value mm-hmm. snakes because we got to be able to hit the crowd that's coming. You know, um, so we learn from that every show that we have. You know, so um, this show was pretty good. I, it's got mixed reviews from depending on who you talk to, but like we were busy the whole time. You know, and I kind of gauge how the show goes on if I'm if I have a dull moment if I'm not talking to people, et cetera. So we were busy the whole time.
0: Marvin?
2: Uh, so, yeah, I guess, let me, you know, I think I'll kind of, like, echo that. I think, uh, you know, that show in particular is, is it's a lot of, like, pets, pet quality stuff. So um, I think if you have a good variety, you probably did at least okay, you know? Um, if, if not, then might not have might not have been the greatest but it from but for me it's like i'd I'd agree with what randy said in terms of like trying to have a a good variety it's hard for me and my collection my collection is geared more towards like people that are are already in the hobby um Mm -hmm. so um it can be kind of hit and miss shows can be kind of hit and miss for me and just in general
0: Mm -hmm. eric what do you got for us
1: The the show was good. I think attendance was good. The the people were good. It's run incredibly well. I think uh, Rami, the organizer, does a really good job running the show. Um, I disagree with Marvin. Uh, Bringing all pet quality stuff doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do well. I don't I don't know that I had a snake over three hundred bucks. It was all uh, last year's leftovers, and I didn't sell a lot. Um, A lot of people looking. A lot of people. Oh, I'm going to come back, and a lot of people didn't come back. You know, Um, it's a big venue. I think that. You know, once people walk away from your table, the odds that they're going to come back are probably mm-hmm. very slim uh, just because there's so many other vendors. Um, so it, it, it's important to, you know, look at your pricing, look at what you have, look at how you stack up to others around you and see how you can make yourself stand out, be unique, etc. So um, I'm not disappointed with the show. I, th- I think I went in there with pretty realistic expectations knowing what I had on my table. Um, you know, a lot of it was grow outs from last year, you know, uh, unfortunately I talked to my snakes ahead of time and they didn't listen. They didn't read and make their babies in time for Pomona. So they'll be ready in a month, but they're not, they weren't ready last weekend. So it is what it is.
0: Do you feel like that's a show where, you know, some shows, nobody wants older babies. Like they're like, ew, you know, it's the same thing. It's like a lemon blast that's 400 grams versus a lemon rest that's 120 like, like it's such a pet market that it has to be cute or they're going to,
1: I think they don't it want has it. to be cute and it has to be little. Right. And I think that's, there's a couple reasons for that. I think people like babies, right? Mm-hmm. They, they want to, oh, we want to get one that's little so it can grow up with us, you know, all that. Um, they also want to be able to buy a smaller enclosure and spend less money on their enclosure. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, so I, I think there's a, a lot for a lot of reasons. I think, yeah, I think they tend to gravitate towards the younger snakes. Um, they look at, you know, uh, a juvenile to sub-adult snake or even a, a breed. You know, I think we all had breeders sitting on our table. Um, you know, those are only going to attract certain people. So you're, you're serving a much smaller market. Mm-hmm.
0: So that part kills me a little bit because they're those are fine snakes and technically better. Right. Because they're
3: proven. Yeah. They might even be on right.
0: frozen thawed or something. But, yeah. Yeah. You're like, damn, this would be great for you to not fry in, like, a 10-gallon with a screen top. Because, like, it's right. older. It has more integrity. But, all right, Randy, you said you did well. What, like, uh, price point were you hitting at that was working for you?
3: Um, Really the medium. Like, we didn't have anything real cheap, and we definitely didn't have anything expensive going. But it was, you know, when you... It's geared for two different people. It's geared for us breeders and it's geared for, you know, the new collector coming in that wants something pretty, wants something that, you know, they can show off, um, but doesn't want to spend a lot of money. So we had a lot of snakes, um, you know, three, four, $500 range. Um, You know, that seemed to be an okay price range um, for, you know, whatever our economy is doing and whatever these people are, you know, looking for, so.
0: Did any of those buyers say, like, that they plan to start breeding? And they were, like, intro level breeders?
3: Yeah, not? we had a few that, like, you know, were smelling the fever. You know, I had I had several that were like, I'm looking for this breeder. Do you have it? You know, and it's like, I'm sure there's 200 vendors here. Somebody could find that for you. But right, um, we, had, we had a few that wanted breeder size. But most of them were like what you're saying. They were coming in and they were wanting a pretty little snake that they could take home and not be afraid of and learn to you know, take care Mm of it, which was cool. We had it all.
0: And this is a question for anybody, but do you think that show would do better if they, like in this market, reduce the number of vendor tables? Like, because, you know, if it's a really big room and you can't walk all the way to the back or whatever, because you just get bogged down the front and you buy something up there and then you leave. Is it too many tables or is it the right amount?
3: yeah, it's definitely a giant show, like what Eric was saying. If, if you let them leave your table or if they leave your table, you probably won't see them again because they're going to see 200 other vendors with cool stuff, you know, who are talking to them. So, um.
2: yeah, I think um, just first of all, I think Pomona's like back up what Eric said, I think that it's a great show. Rami does a great job. I think um, so. This, this is my third time doing that show uh you know i think for people that are especially if you're new to the hobby like just in general and i knew the hobby like that place can be overwhelming just in the mm-hmm. sense of like how how grand it is um it's it's one thing for us to kind of talk about it and it's another thing to experience it um just to get go there and see like how many vendors there are people have a lot of cool stuff a lot of cool animals and yeah so sometimes if like people are they seem interested in, in an animal um they leave there's a good chance that they even if they're trying to find you, they may not find you again because they they forget, oh well, I saw them over here. Uh, or they thought that they thought that's where they saw you and, and you're not there. So um I think for us, uh, me kind of tagging along with these guys, man, having a having a great setup uh really helped. Um, in terms of, at least for me, with, with some people that actually came back and were able to find us again. So um yeah, I think you have to like, kind of put those things into perspective and consider those as well when you're when you're doing those shows.
0: Eric,
1: anything? Uh, no. On this one, I just kind of echoed the same thoughts that Thirst Uh You know, it, it's... Um, no, I, I got nothing else. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, like, would you want to be closer to the front door? Like, if you yes. could beg, I, I plead, and, I, and get, pay extra yeah. money? I don't know. I, yeah. I think if
1: there's something we could do to kind of change our location overall, I think um, ideally I would like to be in the front half of the building. I think, uh, as I walked throughout the show a few times throughout the weekend, the, the crowd was definitely thicker in the front. Um, mm-hmm. I think that sure. a lot of times people were in the front half and found what they wanted and they saw the back half and they're like, Oh wow, there's so much more we're done, you know? And they left or, um, by the time they got to the back half, they were still looking around, they were still, but they weren't necessarily shopping. So, um, you know, I Obviously, not everybody can be in the front. So, I mean, I understand that there's logistics there, but uh, or even if the main entrance was on the side instead, I, I, I don't know, um, or an alternate entrance. So there's more than one flow in. Um, it might get traffic flowing to the back a little bit better. Yeah, we may have to see if we can uh, tip Rami with
2: uh, Randy's feet picks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do it. Yeah, I think oh. even for shows with good doors cuz position in, in the building if there's only so much money coming into the building is really relevant. Like the the door I did in recently at like a Podunk show, it didn't matter that it was a smaller show. There was only so much money walking through the door. So if they hit what they wanted on row 1 or row 2, there's no money coming to the back of the, the building. They already got what they want. So I don't know. I don't know how I, everybody gets the win in that situation, though.
3: I mentioned that I think either to Marvin or Eric. It's kind of like muscle memory. It's just like when you walk in a grocery store, you go to the right and you start mm-hmm. going down aisles until you get to the end. It's a three acre building. So by the time they've made it through, all of us weaving in and out, you know, either the money's gone or they've forgotten what they wanted, you know, or they've bought something else. So there's something to say for location, definitely going in there.
0: Uh, Eric is uh, doing a cry for help silently, but I made it public. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. No, my, my uh, thermostat currently says 84 in here and my AC is not running. So I need to see what's going on. Oh, wow. All
0: right. Work on that.
1: Uh, yeah. okay. All right.
0: Right. Hmm. So would you still like, like you did pretty good. Marvin, do you think you did, do you feel good about, like, the drive and and the time and the money spent?
2: Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, I've only ever really had one bad show um, in that sense of, like, like from a, a, a snake standpoint in sales. Um, and this show, was just, for me, it was, it was okay. I mean, uh, but in general, the shows, I think really any show you can get to, or um, I feel like I can get to, like, and then get my name out there. Um want to add fun with these guys uh the whole weekend so that's that's just a plus for me the shows are about all the the extra stuff per se Mm -hmm. um like i said like kind of getting out there getting your name out there um spend some time with your buddies um meeting some new people you know that type of thing so um hopefully there were some people that even if they didn't get anything from me like that they they grabbed a card and we we hung out we talked a little bit and Mm -hmm. maybe next time it's like you know they'll, they'll pick something up or they'll hit me up on on IG or morph market, something like that, you know. But um I, so I don't I don't look at it purely from a how much did I sell that weekend standpoint. Um it was just another opportunity for me to kind of get out there and and get some exposure and, and let people know like who I am. Um and so all in all I feel pretty good about that. I mean, this
0: has like been a debate on this uh, stupid podcast a lot. It's like is letting the show literally just be a marketing expense so any sales you make don't matter the way you want to run that show and i think at like a big show like pomona that almost makes more sense because like the the sheer number of traffic going by but at like a rinky dink show if it doesn't make you any money like, like who who learned about you or ex- experienced your brand for the first time at a, at a No offense, but like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. A rinky dink show, like just the locals, the yokels. So like, it makes more sense to like lose money on a bigger national stage show to me.
3: Yeah. Networking is a huge part of it. I mean, that's half of probably maybe even two thirds of why we go is to meet the new people that we haven't had a chance to be exposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, we make new friendships every show. We've got the US ARC auction that we all meet. Uh, new people and hang out and talk and you know that's that's huge part of it we might not sell a single snake to that person but we're creating that friendship or that network um, Mm -hmm. that we're not going to get at you know the local shows so
0: would you consider doing like sometimes like i do better at smaller shows because you're like a bigger fish like a medium-sized fish in a smaller pond and then it like is worth it financially to spend the time doing it. But sometimes you're just selling to people who literally can't afford a $40 normal, you know, like they can't, they can't afford it. So you're like barking up the wrong tree anyway. Like where do you fall on like which kind of show you want to bend and, and in, in that way?
4: Yeah.
2: You know, I've, i really only invented um, like our local show here, like the Mesa Reptile show. Um, I guess It's, the phoenix reptile show but it's in mesa um so i do that one uh both times when, when that happens so that show's typically pretty good for me um not always but typically it's been pretty good for me um and like i said the past couple of times when i've been to pomona uh really had like one show that was bad um and and yes yeah, so I, I think like locally you kind of right about that like locally i think more people know who i am um there's a little more, bit more comfortable buying for me i mean even if they don't like you still get people kind of, like, stopping by the table more, kind of hanging out, talking more, just, like, mm-hmm. that kind of, like, feel of, like, even if you don't really know who I am, like, they are two always people around the table talking, um, and it just, it, it's better buzz, better vibe around the table versus, like, um, like, Mona, if, like, we went through these periods where it seemed like we had a lot of flow of traffic, and then, like, that flow of traffic would kind of die down a little bit, and there's not a whole lot of people around, like, your table as much, but, like, well, I felt like once we had like several people like around like all of our tables, there was a good buzz, a good vibe. Um, thing, uh, you know, other people seeing people buy animals that type of thing, it kind of like makes me go like, oh, like what, what's going on over there, right? So um, they tend to kind of hang out a little bit more, um, check out what everybody has a little bit more, um, spend more time just kind of hanging out, talking. Um,
0: so you're saying you should pay OnlyFans girls just to hang out around <laughs> your table and ask you yeah. questions about ball pythons? Is that what you're saying?
3: That's what I'm uh, hearing. It could be cost-effective, yeah, for sure. That does not sound like a bad
2: uh, marketing strategy. Right.
0: Right, They don't even have to be naked or whatever. Just give them their $500 and just be like, hang out and talk about how boopable a snoot is or whatever. And just like make it... Yeah, like it's really like weird like when there's a vacuum at a show people will almost like avoid the like empty parts because they think nobody cares. So literally yeah. clogging somebody up in the aisle to have a conversation about nothing on for sale. You're just talking about rats. Or, I don't know, whatever. That almost like makes people stop because they have to like yeah. slow down to see what's going on.
2: Agree yeah, with I'm that.
3: Noted. I, I need mean, to- it's just like everything else, you're gonna you're gonna get out of it what you put into it and like I go into it like I'm throwing stickers at people or I'm stopping them and I'm just saying, hey, what's up? You know, come, you know, what are you up out here looking for? Even if they're not looking for ball pythons. Right. You know, just to get them over there to talk to you. What's and, the um,
0: weirdest place you found your sticker at the end of a show that some kid <laughs> stuck it?
3: <laughs> Be honest. I good stories yet. No good stories. <laughs> stuck to the bottom of feet.
0: <laughs> I've seen them on like like the gas station trash can, like 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 the kid got out and was just like "fuck you" and like went <laughs> went for it, right? And I'm like, oh god, that's like my brand, so I've right. I've stopped giving them out because I'm like they're gonna think I'm like littering basically all over <laughs> the venue. I'm scared. Man,
2: man, at at the last Pomona, um, I uh I saw a card there from Brian Carter. He wasn't even vending the show. So I, I mess him one on, I was just like, Brian, like I snapped a pick. I was like, bro, you're everywhere. Um, you know, which is funny, but uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like some places you find things.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you bring different inventory next time? Like, do you think you need more like b- bananas, albinos, bells, like to, to cater to that demographic or 100%
3: 100. we adjust every single show from based on what we're learning and you know that's also affecting some of the things that we're breeding like because we want to be able to cater to everybody um <laughs> it's good to have thousand dollar snakes on your table but there's only one certain type of people that's going to be buying that so they love bells they love dark snakes like I had a simple cinnamon black pastel on my table every single person that walked by wanted that snake until somebody actually bought it. And, you know, it's like very simple, beautiful things you can make don't cost much that are going to bring in that draw of people. So.
0: Apparently you need bows. Uh, According to (laughs) to five
3: one five zero rct I
0: heard, I had a spy there, a secret spy. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but he said like, you know, some of the, the, the vendors were kind of like desperate, like boa people like slashing prices off work market hard. So I don't know if every species is like, is, was there any vendor or species you thought was like, you know, popping off, like our hog noses on fire there, like they are here.
3: You know, I, when I was looking around what people had in their hands, it was like corn snakes, milk snakes, you know, the little tiny snakes, um, Hognoses, I saw a few vendors. I didn't see how they were doing.
0: What about like, dry goods, goods vendors? Were they food? popping off? Sometimes they're like overrun because nobody has anything because it's like pet people.
2: Yeah, I would say the dry goods vendors were, were probably did pretty well. It felt like everyone that had something in their hands had had the dry goods in their hands felt like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot, it seemed like.
0: Apparently parking was a problem. Because there was a, a swap meet, car show, train show, Thunder. bird show
3: Crazy. Yeah, Sunday was crazy. Uh,
2: yeah, Sunday was really. I think I think that's probably what added to like the the extra traffic. It was that was like probably one of the weirdest shows shows I've been to in the sense of like Saturday. Feel like that's where like the heavier traffic is generally, but um, because there was so much stuff going on there Sunday, uh, Sunday was man, Sunday was hopping. Like it was, it was, it was popping. Yeah. It was way busier than Saturday. We but you thought people, people were buying
0: coast. less snakes on that day, or you thought it was like the same amount of like animal sales?
2: I mean, I probably did. I, all my sales Sunday came really kind of like the last hour and a half of the day. Um, Sunday so was better it was, than Sunday. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's because it just took people like a lot longer to kind of like walk around the venue and check things out, and you know, I had like. One of my last sales of the day she was like the snake she got she's like man i should have just got this the first time because she went around in some other places and and she uh you know she eventually came back but she was like i just should have bought this like at first mm-hmm. uh, she kind of got lucky because there, there were several people looking at that snake i thought was going to sell earlier than that so um yeah you know you kind of get those things from time to time but yeah, it was just sunday was pretty wild
0: do either of you vend any of your own dry goods like that aren't shirts or like merch or, and would you consider selling it to like complement animal sales? Go ahead, man. Is he frozen?
2: Andy, are you frozen buddy?
0: Buddy. <laughs> um,
2: oh, I'm, I'm just going to take that as he's free as he's frozen. So here, I'll just remove them. I'm until- kind of smile there. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey still frozen. <laughs> I was like, bro, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna speak. So, <laughs> he was
0: trying to psych you out.
2: Yeah, I guess. Uh yeah, you know, I don't I don't typically bring dry goods, especially like for, for local shows, I might bring some uh coco I'm a cocoa bloss distributor here. Um mm-hmm. so I may bring some of that, but like typically not um especially if I'm bending with other people. Uh it kinda depends. So um, Randy had some, some dry goods there. Uh, saw saw some, you know, cocoa. Um, his wife Carla made some, some, she had some like some snake cookies, uh, that were How selling. did the
0: snake cookies do? I heard it in the chat. Before, yeah, but shoot- I was curious, they, they, like...
2: they were good. Uh, they, they sold pretty well. Um, they, business honestly, opportunity. It's, 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 yeah, I know. Right. At certain times it felt like, uh, the, the, the cookies were getting more, more action than we were. So, uh, but yeah, it was it, it was all good.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think what's happening is some of the shows are getting weaker. And so people are like, I'll just add some dry goods. And then you add more dry goods and you add more dry goods. Then you're like halfway at dry goods table at that point. And then, and then I'm not even sure if it's worth it. But like you would think at like a big Pomona show, there'd be enough interest in like you being just a pure animal seller. And you don't necessarily have to vend dry goods, but it sounds like maybe... It might be worth it. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know,
2: you know, I think at this show, it probably was beneficial to have some drag goods. Like, I, I don't know how many blocks of cocoa Randy sold, but um, he was definitely selling some cocoa too, in addition to that, uh, in addition to animal cells and that type of thing. So, um,
0: it'd be nice if Randy was still here.
2: Yeah, he could he could chime <laughs> in and let us
0: know. Yeah, I didn't
2: know. I didn't know these guys are going to dip on me, but it's all good.
0: I know. They all left you here. Now you're trapped by yourself.
4: no. no. <laughs>
0: All right, here's a question. Do you think, you know how we're all making like double heads, triple heads, whatever. Do you think we're accidentally underserving the pet market by making animals that are male double heads, but they're not pretty or whatever? And so now we have uglier byproduct, but it's actually like technically more powerful, but but it's not a banana. It's not a bell. It's not like super dark. We accidentally like made worse byproduct in our attempt to do double triple quad recessive projects what do you think about that
2: in some cases probably yes um i think so on my table only had a couple of like those animals out um and they were just like pastel inchy double dg clowns um so they still looked good uh mm-hmm. but you know in in that type of a venue that type of of a market um you go well why does this snake Cost more than this snake, as a, especially as a, as a pet person. Like, you go that that's a hundred dollar snake. Why is it, or or fifty dollar snake? Whatever it is, um, without the heads. Why is it? You know, a couple hundred dollars with the like. They don't understand. Nor do nor do they care. Right. Um, so um, there's some expli- explanation there. So um, yeah, I think in the sense of like us trying to like stack genes and, and do what's best for like. Our collections and and the and the growth of the hobby pushing that forward, um, it do, it may not trickle down to to uh, the shows and and vending it with a bunch of like pet quality animals very well.
0: Yeah, I mean, have you considered, you know, just removing the hats and just selling it like it is what it what it visually appears to be? Just because there's a ton of male double head whatevers that will never probably be bred because they don't have enough incomplete dominance in them to justify them when we have visual hets already. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? I Like, I'm I'm like, tr- like, should I wholesale them? Like, especially if you get hosed and you get a bunch of them with males and you're like, nobody's going to want all these. <laughs> They're just not.
2: Yeah, you know, I would I would agree with you there from, um, you know, I've heard, you know, guys talking about that um, and just when they go to shows, removing the heads and just selling them mm-hmm. as whatever morph they are, um, you're probably going to get if they sell there, you're probably going to get more for them than you would if you wholesale them. Um, so there's, you know, there's right. that option first. And then, uh, you know, if that doesn't work, then, you know, wholesale them, just you're going to wholesale them anyways without the heads. So I might as well sell them there and, and try and make a, a few extra dollars off. Of them. So, right. Uh, yeah. I mean,
0: do you have a wholesaler that's buying?
2: right now you know what i uh i don't not right now um i work with you know a few pet stores here locally so i'll i'll do some of that stuff there Mm -hmm. um but you know i i do need to i i'm trying to remember i was talking about that over the weekend i mentioned that to someone over the weekend too like trying to find like someone that that buys on maybe like a, a larger number but it didn't seem like many of the wholesalers were buying much right now either so
0: yeah as far as i'm i'm aware all the national ones are basically full they'll buy stuff like bells albinos but they won't buy single gene anything anymore or doubles yeah. that aren't interesting you know and they won't buy look who it is sorry of the devil
2: there he is we were just <laughs> looking at your smiling face my man and
3: we we're like all right? we were, what were like what you?
0: you seem so happy but you're not talking <laughs>
3: Everybody get good (laughs) screenshots on that.
0: All right, let's go back. Circle back. We were talking about you while you were gone. Hopefully, your ears were burning. But um, Marvin mentioned that you sold a lot of cocoa. Like, what percentage of the cocoa sales was your, I don't know, your Um, weekend,
3: basically? We sold, I suppose, a lot. But, like, I only brought 30 blocks, and I sold close to 20. So Um, it was a pretty low percentage on what we made. Okay. Yeah, you know, a couple hundred bucks ish.
0: It's still pretty good. I could, like, I guess I my math
3: it. is off there. Yeah, maybe 360, I think, something is what I made off of it. But,
0: yeah. What do you retail for it at a show? We sell 20 a
3: block for the Repetit Chip, which I heard is low. Like, we should be selling higher, but. I
0: don't know. The show I went to last time was 18, and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty good." Maybe I should buy some. Cause it's,
4: yeah, but
0: but that's it's cost of living's different out there, so maybe 20s right.
3: And it depends on what brand, you know, it is. Right.
0: Would you consider uh, adding more dry goods to your lineup to like buffer for shows where animal sales are falling?
3: Yeah, we are, actually. We we do have other things that we vend. I just didn't have them at this show. I was running low on stock, and I couldn't get them ordered in time. But we do, like, red line science products. Um, I've got some easy hatch trays and stuff. And just kind of cleaning supplies, breeding supplies, husbandry stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of just helps. Plus, you know, if you've got them, and they're buying a snake, and they're asking you what to do with it, we like to use that as a way to, like, educate them. You know, like, this is the kind of stuff that you need. You know, you need a thermostat. You need the crop, you know, correct heat pad.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, correct. Yeah, enclosure. it does
0: help. Just like, even if you don't buy it from me, this is officially what you need to go yeah. find from somewhere.
3: 100%, because I don't yeah. want you coming back with my snake in a month and saying something's wrong. And it's like, well, we didn't help you learn and you were new. And, you know, you, you got a glass enclosure with heat lamps. Mm-hmm. You know, so, have
0: you considered selling uh, anime stickers? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's where the money is. Well, how much like Probably. um three D printed uh toys and or trash basically or just toys, junk Chinese junk. How much of that was there at this show? And how it much
3: was Marvin, I think even TSK had a bunch of three D printed stuff on TSK. Yeah, dragons and stuff. It was cool. I almost bought some.
0: I know they're cool, but like what? I just I don't know anymore what we're doing. Like I know everybody is trying to just like cover their expenses with a couple of sales. And I get it, I'm in, but like I thought we were all there to sell animals and animal products. So like I I I have like mixed feelings about it for sure.
2: I yeah, you know. To- I'll go ahead. It's interesting when you see like someone holding a, con- a container and like oh what's in there? It's, it's a 3D printed snake. You're like oh okay, all right. Well that's it's cool, but not 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 the type of snake I expected to see. You know. <laughs>
3: Usually yeah, it's that... still the kids, so I look at it as like they're just getting started. You know, if I got mm-hmm. a four year old walking around with a 3D printed snake, you know, in a couple years it might be different. So, yeah, interest is interest, right? Right.
0: Um, I'm trying to go through chat here. Yeah, they're talking about like po- hiding possets, hiding possets, and whatever is really normal. In a lot of other species, like in leopard geckos, they're like this is a weird line or whatever, but I know I can't sell everything at that premium price. So I'm just going to sell it as a pet just to get it moving, keep it moving. Cause like, you know, just go buy. But then like, so you're sort of like price protecting the stuff you do sell while keeping your, your inventory going. So I, I, I'm okay with it, especially in this market. Let's be honest.
2: yeah you know i I think i'll probably do more of that next show um Mm -hmm. is just removing some of those and just going all right well like let's let's see what sells and to sell it for what it is it's just whatever morph it is just call it good
3: yeah i don't i don't charge for posset stuff anyways just because you know if it's 50 percent, definitely but i'll let them all know like hey it could be in there just in case
0: yeah we were talking a little bit while you're gone of like the male byproduct of like hundred percent double head or triple head or quad head clutches are technically worth something but hard to sell. So yeah. you'd almost want to like pretend they aren't triple head if you couldn't sell them for retail because you would want wouldn't want people to buy it and breed and test everything for fifty bucks. You know, it would be better just to like sell it as a normal.
3: Good.
2: Yeah. yeah, I, I mean think- I've always felt like those animals were really undervalued but you know most people don't have like in their collections they just don't have the females form anyways even still now like i don't think most people have the females form to make them worth anything so um it's it is a challenge like how to what to list them for in terms of, like price value do i remove the heads do i not like it, it makes it challenging
0: mm-hmm. um would you do pomona again i guess as Like, looking forward, do you think it's still a good show? Should new people try to vend it?
3: It's definitely a good show. I mean, we have a good time every time. We haven't had a bad time. Um, We're limited out here on the shows that we have. Like, we have very few to pick from. So, um, we'll definitely keep going until, you know, the car blows up or something on the way. But (laughs) it's like, you know, we've got Mesa a couple times a year. they got a Tucson show out here, and that's it. So we've got California, we got Anaheim, we got Pomona twice a year.
0: Have you thought about driving east? Doing like a Texas show?
3: It's about 20 hours away. That might be a little tougher. Know,
0: Even like it. El Paso or
2: El Paso's like the closest. That's like six. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I that don't know be... if that's a
0: good show, but like it's just a show or, yeah, or that would to try. Maybe...
3: It's five, five and a half hours to Pomona. I mean, six hours wouldn't be bad at all.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely going to do Pomona
2: again. I, I like the show. Um, I love just like, obviously, the West Coast crew, just hanging out with a lot of those folks out that way. Um, going east may be a little bit tough. I think uh, Vegas would be a good show to do. Um, there's that one. Um, it's only four, four and a half hours away. Um, so may, may add that one in. The mix, too. Um, but, yeah, going East makes it a little bit more challenging because those are so far away. I definitely want to go check them out. Maybe not Vin. I, I haven't been to Arlington, uh, so definitely want to at least go check them out. But vending those shows would be maybe a bit much. Uh,
0: speaking of Troy, uh, were any of the people who drove in from really far away like, do you did you like get a sense of how they did, or were they happy, depressed, mid, you know, the people who drive really far?
2: I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't really get a chance to, to ask those guys how they
3: how they did at the end of the show. So, I um, talked my okay. a couple guys, then you know. I don't want to speak for them or nothing, but uh, you know, they make that drive because it's worthwhile to them and. And a lot of it's Mm -hmm. getting out there and having fun and you have almost you owe it to your fans and stuff. So there's so many more reasons to go out there than just selling your snakes and making money. So they all Mm -hmm. look like they're having a fantastic time every time I talk to them.
0: All right. Yeah, I didn't necessarily want specifics, but sometimes you can like smell sadness on someone (laughs) from a distance because they're like on their phone and they've given up like hustling. And you're yeah. like i can smell your desperation and you're trying to like well i don't know you know what i'm talking about
3: mm-hmm. that was a lot of the little ones little the smaller breeders out there we saw that you know, so. yeah yeah i mean those guys
2: have such like a, a wide variety of animals too um so you know and like i said they're great setup like just everything about like their area um a lot of traffic, a lot of people over there. Just a lot of, a lot of good buzz. Right, we mm-hmm. like, talked about earlier. So, um hopefully, at the end of the day, it was it was good for them to come out. You know,
0: would you go up <laughs> California or, or is that even more too far? If you wouldn't come to Arlington, you probably wouldn't go north to vend a show. Like, aren't there?
3: It depends on the time of year. I think like. I, I wouldn't have a problem driving up to ten hours to find a good show. It'd have to be a good mm-hmm. show to make it worthwhile. Um, but you gotta justify everything you're putting out and what you're bringing in, you know. Gas ain't cheap, especially <laughs> no. in California. Especially in California. Y'all that's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah you gotta, gotta be strategic about buying gas in California, man. I'll tell you.
0: Do you I, think I, so you don't think you have enough shows? Do you think you have the right amount of shows for Arizona market? like given that it's only a Mesa or do you think you need more shows in Arizona?
3: We definitely need some more shows I mean, at least because it's, it's located in one certain spot and Phoenix area is giant. So people don't even want to drive in from way North Phoenix to go to mm-hmm. the South side. So there's a customer group that hasn't been tapped into for sure, but we've got maybe some leads on some shows coming out, but. Yeah,
0: I had a person inquire from Arizona on Morph Market, and I was like, your SIP Center is three and a half hours away from you. Like, Redline was like, eh, fuck you. They don't, they can't. So I, like, Googled it, and, like, the, I was like, girlfriend, I don't know how to help you. You got to, to get a fucking wagon train and take your ass to to the show, because, I like, it's 115 there, so I can't ship it yeah. to your door.
3: Oh hell no. No, you don't want nothing riding on a truck out here. Yeah. Not, man.
0: So if she had a show like I don't know anywhere else, maybe she would have been better served than trying to buy my banana ball python for one hundred dollars off the internet. Like it wasn't gonna work out, really. Yeah.
2: yeah. you know, it'd be nice to get um, you know, another show out here, like like Randy said. Just I think we talked about that a little bit over the over like the over well during one or two, just hopefully we get another show out here and, and, you know, make it more kind of central Phoenix located at least, you know, we'll see what they decide to do if they come out here. But um, I mean, the Mesa show for me works pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on that side of town anyways, but like, uh, you know, I know a ton of guys um, that are on the West side where that, that show for them is a bit of a hike. It's, I mean, it's an hour to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, and that's just, you're still, technically in phoenix so um or phoenix area i should say so uh yeah there, there's a there's a whole i can't i'd probably say side of, of town that just hasn't been tapped yet that average person isn't gonna go you know to that show and drive mm-hmm. an hour just to kind of go check it out you know unless they're kind of already
3: into the hobby you know so right. um yeah and we're really only like the bottom half of Arizona there's still a whole northern half that I mean Tucson's got theirs in the south part but there's nothing you know Yeah. so
0: so uh, Mickey I'm sure you're not listening but here's your sign <laughs> yeah I I know they're trying to make a show in Utah but uh, they're working on like finding a venue but I think if you ask they'll try anyway At least for show me,
3: Mickey's already been in contact out here trying to get something pulled in. So I think we're working on it.
0: Okay. That's yeah. yeah, Shows are hard because, like, you want them there to like support the local community, but you don't want too many to like drag down the enthusiasm of everybody involved, both vendors and buyers. So, like, you know, two a year in a particular city is fine but they can't be like 30 within a two-hour drive which is how it is in some markets right now
3: right right Looks well like questioned how that was gonna be with um anaheim you know just being a month earlier before pomona if that was going to affect our guy you know our, our customer base but eric how are you feeling is the ac fixed
1: uh, no it's warm uh oh, no no so the the complex that i'm in uh all the suites are having issues. Uh, so we have an electrician coming out, but not for three hours. So, uh,
3: do you need me to bring my swamp cooler up there?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna run home and grab my portable AC units, but I might I might because let uh, me know I'll head up. Yep, it's getting real fucking warm real quick. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to lose any animals. Yeah,
1: any no, uh, or or the incubator or the rats or yeah. any of it. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, All right. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, so I got a dip. So,
0: sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Take All care. Right. Of what you got to do. Yeah,
1: take care, uh, buddy. Have fun, yeah. guys.
0: Bye. All right. That sucks. We had like an AC problem. And it was like 105. And I'm like, you know, it, it's like life-threatening immediately. Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, He's got, he, I don't know if he talks about it. He's got rats in his building and his animals. So, like, those rats get too hot. They're gone quick. Gone so. quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They make a, a lot of BTUs of rat heat. Uh, It's, like, surprising.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And humidity.
0: Yeah. Um, Is there anything you want to change about your, like, presentation style to, like, fit the either the Pomona customer base or, like, future show customer base, or do you think you you have it? Like, and I've been thinking a lot about this. Like, do acrylic displays make people, pet people, like it the way we like it? Like, it looks clean. It looks attractive. But, but is that, like, fire them up? Like, that's a cute pet or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we, like, making it good yeah. for our eyes instead of what they would want to see?
3: I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I don't know, Marvin, if you want to jump in or not, but like we're constantly evolving our display and our booth and our you know and I think if there's something to say with even our displays. We got next level displays. I'm not trying to pump anybody or anything like that. But the having the heat on those animals allows them to feel more comfortable. They're moving around where like you know some of these shows we go in January if they don't have heat on them, they're curled up in a corner and they're in a ball and they're yeah. not doing anything. And we have Customers come over to us all the time. Why are yours moving around? And they look active. And it's like, well, they're warm, you know. And simple things like that can bring the draw in. And you can hear the chatter from the client, you know, from the customers out there. So just always, you know, changing what we need to or adapting.
2: Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm, you know, definitely considering, like, revamping the setup. I think it's it's one of those things we're kind of always tweaking things, trying to make them, Better for the shows, um, yeah. Like I remember, even like that January Pomona show was man, we especially we were. At, especially where we were at, it was super cold in there. Um, yeah. So even for like our local show, I just have like the acrylic kind of displays. Um, I'm not I'm not all fancy yet. I gotta I gotta step my 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 uh, my display game up a little bit. But um, even here, like at our local show, I just just running like heat wire underneath there. Just helps out a little bit, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's those things. That just trying to like think through, like, man, what's what's a good setup? Like, what's uh, what what what's good from a a buyer's perspective versus like my perspective at this show? Um, how I have my even how I have like my my animals like positioned in the in the in the racks, like based on like you know maybe what what morphs they are, that type of thing. So it's just kind of easy to find stuff um if that's what you're looking for so um yeah i think that's just kind of always like a work in progress um
4: yeah yeah have
0: right you now, thought pretty... about like i don't know like i don't know if this will sell well for ball pythons but if you do like a ball python in a bigger enclosure and they're actually like ru- running around and there's lights on it and like, you know fake plants and it looks People do that for, like, tegus and stuff. And that's how yeah. they, like, force the sale. But, like, should we be doing that for, like, banana ball pythons? And then, like, because I think they'll be, like, cute, really cute looking in there. They'll and just, like, rotate which one's in the display cage. cage.
3: Just don't put a hide in there. Or they'll be gone. Well, <laughs> know.
0: Well, yeah. you're, you're almost, like, stressing them out by, like, both exposing them and then giving them nowhere to go. So they'd have yeah. to take turns.
4: Yeah, for sure.
0: <sighs> Sean Bradley's here, Oh, a ruckus. Oh, bye, Bravo. See ya later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just always going to a show and be like, I'm not sure how we need to tweak this, but it's not. It still doesn't work for me for sure. I'm just like, what are we doing that we need to like reengage differently with people? So I don't like have a lot of people touch my snakes. If they're not going to buy, it's not a petting zoo for me. It's gross. And there's like, you know, there's mites all over that place. So you just want to mm-hmm. like reduce it. So like, that's not like an easy way to draw people in is do like the, the, like everybody come touch everything I own.
4: I don't we do that.
3: Yeah. And we even put out signs. We, we finally put out signs cause it was like, they were constantly asking and I don't have right. a problem. Any kid comes up to me with, you know, the look on their face and, I'm gonna break my rule about you know not letting them hold it, but they're gonna, you know, wash their hands with you know
4: mm-hmm.
3: whatever. But um, yeah, it can become a petting zoo, and then it's just like you got people just reaching in over the top of other people trying to touch the animals, and I'm like, mm-hmm. right, I don't I've had enough of that. So. Yeah, it's tough. You, you feel like the bad guy. I mean, like even
2: I think at one time where where someone was out and they were interested in buying the animal. Um and then like as they were putting away, like there's a kid there and they wanted to pet it too, like I already had it out. But then like before you could even really get it away, yeah, like this line of people and everyone's like, Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to hold off on that. I feel bad about it because definitely want people to get like those experiences with with animals and that type of thing. But at the same time I'm trying to like just think about like the safety like the animal, your collection, that type of thing too, because who knows where they were at before they stopped by my table. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah. I mean there's that that like I've actually watched people who were waiting to ask me a question, like adult humans that were probably buyers, like walk away because I couldn't like detach the the snake from the kid in a safe, fast, socially normal way. And so like you lose sales in some ways if you're like not sniffing out kids that are like unattended. You know, if they're with their parents, there's like a chance they're gonna buy it. But if it's just like a kid who's been roaming around, it's almost like Worth yeah. being mean to him like right. no. go get an adult <laughs> and I'll yeah. think about letting you touch something. Um let's uh I don't know, maybe talk about the, the most dangerous topic. What do you think about the market in general? Like national stage? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling good it's feelings? Strange, bad feelings.
3: I mean, I, I have to agree. Like it, obviously it's changed and there's a correction going on. The oppresses prices maybe were inflated, but a lot of COVID had to play a part of that. You know, people were just had too much money and buying too much stuff. And now they're all making stuff and it's, you know, it's changed. I don't believe like the economy has shut down the purchases. I think it's just different purchases now. Um, our, mm-hmm. our big breeders who were, you know, wanting to spend five to $10,000 on a snake only do that now if it's something they specifically need, not like, oh, let's have it in the rack and we'll use it later and make something cool with it. So, you know, it's correcting itself, I guess, um, which I've seen through the years. It's done that a few times. So. Um, I'm not scared of it right now. People are always this guy's getting out or this guy's getting out, but people have been getting out for since the beginning of it, you know, yeah. stuff happened. You know, They don't know what they're going through. They want to say it's the market. Yeah. There is a market shift, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I'd have to agree with Rainy. I mean, I'm not, yeah, there's, there's a, a bit of a correction, uh, but you say the market was overinflated to begin with. Um, so, you know, kind of depending on I've – been, I've been in for a while, so kind of depending on when you got in, you know, if you haven't been on that roller coaster of, of, of seeing the market kind of inflate a little bit and then come back down, it's always uncomfortable when, when things come back down. So uh, it doesn't really matter what type of market we're talking about. But um, but you are – you're seeing people be, be more strategic about their purchases. Um, they're being more strategic about um, taking that extra year and just trying to make it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can, uh, which is what you'd expect in, 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 in down markets, you know, people doing those types of things is, I mean, it's the same thing with, with, with the economy, just in general, when people, uh, you know, people, you know, they don't buy brand new cars that often in, in down markets, they're, they're, they're going to hang on to that, that used vehicle, they're going to get it repaired, they're going to do those types of things. So um, I, I just kind of translate that to like, our industry being like the same, very similar. So um yeah you know i think uh for me i've always kind of bred um for me specifically like what i need anyways and that's how my collection has grown so um maybe I have to kind of scale back on a few pairings that here and there but for the most part i paired the same way um and just was trying to make cool stuff just as usual so um you may you have to, may have to sit on some animals a little bit longer um i view this like a lot of it's my fault just in the sense of like not not marketing myself very well you know i take i'm gonna be the type of person that just takes more ownership from that standpoint um you know not being on social media as much um as i could be um that type of thing so um there's always things i can kind of do better do, even though the market's maybe taking a bit of a,
3: a dip 100 mm-hmm.
4: yeah
0: the way I'm thinking about it right now is like your high end stuff needs to be almost like weirder and more, even more like project specific. Like, like you are courting the 30 other people who are interested in your triple project or whatever. <laughs> and, and then like the low end stuff needs to be as pet friendly as possible. Cause not that many people are getting into like the intro level breeder segment anymore. It's either perfect or whatever. So like, I don't want to make you know GHI clowns combos anymore. I want to make tri stray black exanthic ultramels or something so weird (laughs) that it's it doesn't matter if I hold them back and they're with the other one weirdo will want what I have, but like Mm. that middle part of the market feels like it's it's there, but it's not it's not popping. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's the three different. Parts of the market, it's the high, and then it's the low, and what you're willing to let go at a lower price.
2: Hmm. Mm. Even with that out there, though, it's like. With that being said, like there's a, there's still a lot of great deals out there if you can, if, if that's what you if you have cash. Um, because that middle market, you're right. Like it's not as tapped right now, and there's a and there's a lot of really good items out there, and yeah. and you catch the right person on the right day. Um, it just wants to move an animal, you get a really good deal on it.
3: So, um, we've used it as a time to grow, you know. We, you know, we're not selling, not making a lot, grow, you know. If you're in it, you're either all in it or not. Mm -hmm.
0: Are you guys, uh, keeping females no matter what they are because like selling them into this market means that they are like a hundred dollars and just shelving them and just feeding them less or whatever if you don't quite need them yet? Or are you just selling them because you want to make space, even though you're basically selling them almost at, like, hatchling prices for some codom female? You know, they're $100. Like, that's how much they cost. What is your, like, thoughts on that sort of cost-benefit analysis? It's
3: definitely hard to release a 5 gene female with a couple recessives in it for next to nothing. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I, I don't care. I'm just, I'll hold on to them. Mm-hmm. But you know, I got three or four gene female with a couple of hats in it. I'll lower the price just to not feed them. Um, somebody else will get it, take advantage of it, and grow. Hopefully, right. um, just like we are. So,
2: yeah, you know, I um, I say I don't have really like anything like that in my, my collection too much, but uh, I do have you know those adult females. I used to be like, man, I need I need tub space. I one of the, matter of fact, one of the animals I sold it at, at Pomona, like I'd already kind of. Mark it down a little bit, and I gave dude a great deal. Um, he was kind of picking up some things here and there, buying buying some, bought a rack, bought you know just extra space, kind of barely new to the hobby. Um, so, um, you know, I look at it like that. It was like, man, is it is it worth it for me to keep that animal in that tub and feed it, knowing good and well I'm not going to breed it, or do I sell it at a reduced price and put something drastically better in that tub that's going to give me a, a banger of a clutch um in the next mm-hmm. year so for me it's just it's worth it to free up that space i'm only going to do so many clutches like i'm not even with all the animals like it, the collection can grow um just because the market's like you know animals are moving slower um and i'm still only going to try and do a certain number of clutches i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that i just i just don't have the time with my main you know primary job so it just makes it more more challenging so um, yeah, I look at like man, let's sell let's sell animals, uh, and then that toast base and put something you know in there that's gonna do something a little better for the collection.
0: Are you are you selling females that you grew up thinking the market was gonna be better and they were gonna be worth breeding, or are you just selling females you're retiring out of your breeding program because you don't really need that anymore, or like a combination? Because some people are doing both. They're like, damn, I don't need a female banana head pie anymore. Because like banana pies are
3: $300
0: or whatever. But they might have held it back a long time ago because it was $700.
3: Totally. I mean, we're always, you know, trying to analyze that anyways. Like I'm getting rid of my hats, you know, my single gene hats because I've got the visuals growing up and they're ready to move in to start breeding. There's just no need for them. And tub space is always a hot commodity. So um, anytime we can move them out
0: yeah it's it's yeah. a hard like cost benefit analysis because like i don't know the I market could get better in, two, in two years and you'd be like damn should have kept all that like my like i'm thinking about getting rid of all pines because you know they're limiting and they're boring and i'm tired of looking at them <laughs> <laughs> right but then i'm like those sell better at a show than a clown so if i'm gonna make a single gene. It'd be better if it was a pied. So, like, I'm stupid to, like, be out of that project completely in a market where, like, a single-gene clown are on morph market now for $75.
3: You know, (laughs) it's unfortunate. Like, the pied and the single-gene clown has become, like, what the bell used to be. You know, those are 200 dollars animals now. So, are you going to pump out a bunch of, you know, paycheck snakes and fill up tubs? Or are you going to get them out and then make, you know, double visuals or multi-gene combos? So, that's... (sighs) To balance yeah, it's tough like i, I agree with you, kind of I'm, I'm i'm
2: kind of transitioning a lot of my pod stuff out but that's mainly just because i, I want to do more puzzle stuff um but you're right like at at shows like pods are still the gateway drug you know mm-hmm. uh, people come in it's like it's one of the things that they want to talk about you have pods on your table like they just go oh that's really cool i've never seen it like that and they start asking questions so um yeah to kind of even touch back on your previous question like I'm, I'm mainly just moving out breeder females that have already you know that I'm retiring from my collection um the stuff I really want to see I still want to see that I've been growing up so I'm I'm at least going to get a clutch from them um because they, I mean they serve the purpose for me it's it's most of stuff still double recessive stuff where it's you know dg clown stuff dg pod stuff so um I still want to see it so um I'll do that. And then if it doesn't work, then we'll get them out of here.
4: Mm-hmm. But
2: yeah, we're still, still doing that.
0: Yeah. It, it It's almost been like such a precipitous turn that like females that were totally reasonable holdbacks, like two three gene head clown female was a great idea to hold back in 2021. But now you're like, damn, unless I breed her to a double of something, no, the byproduct could be very like less than a thousand dollars total, if it's just like a, a couple gene clown male, like potentially depending on like if there's like a kicker gene that's expensive, but that like totally changes the arithmetic, and so that's why I see people selling stuff that they just basically raised up, yeah, for two hundred dollars, like head TG females, het clown females, and there's like, it's fine that that's how they ran the math in their head because they have more powerful stuff, but. It's just interesting that people are having to sell before they even breed the first time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I look at that stuff and I just go, like, from my standpoint, like, because, because the way I grew my collection was all mostly internal. Um, I'm getting to that point where it's like, well, at least now I at least put a banger, like, double visual meld to it. Um, and that helps that out a little bit. I can, still, I can still see out of that what I wanted to see anyway. So mm-hmm. um, and still, still producing animals out of that that are still – Good, you know they're you know there's these gonna be like you know, DG head clowns or clown at DG's combos. So, um, so yeah, I mean from that standpoint, for me it still makes sense to keep those animals around and continue to grow them up. Um, you know, at a certain point it will become like this thing of like, all right, well how valuable is that tough space based on what I have coming up behind it? Right. And, and to, to your your point of of keeping those. You know, just multi-multi codom clowns, females. It's like, yeah, I can still throw a easy to it. Now, now it's like, all right, well, cool. All right now now it just makes it makes it easier for the triple. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that just kind of goes back to just being more kind of strategic about about your pairings and what you're making.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it almost like puts like even more value on double or triple visual mm-hmm. males. Because, like, you may be underpowered on the female side, but they at least have follicles, right? Yeah. But then, like, we do see it still, like, a, a fall. And, like, DG Clown is 4500 on more market yeah. currently. So that's uh, tough. How does everybody feel about, you know, the sort of high-end price drops th- this year? They're all natural, right? They're all, like, a natural part of the curve. But, like, I've gotten some, like, angry messages, like, why did they do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't me. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: I'm taking advantage of it. You know, I'm growing and I'm buying the high powered males that I didn't have before. Um, mm-hmm. They're low price. And, you know, hanging on to those females are always a good idea if you have the space. I mean, I got four gene heck clown females that really, I mean, if I buy a DG clown male, you know, I'm mm-hmm. you know, you can't go wrong. So it's yeah. It better, you know?
2: I think that conversation, like that people have always had it in terms of like being willing to, to kind of go out on a limb and buy that high end male when your collection is ready for it, it still holds true. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my collection's to the point now where it's like, I don't have a bunch of like three, four gene females. I have some single gene double triple heads. Um, and just having that banger mail to that changes the collection just in in the course of a season. So um yeah, you just kind of have to kind of be really structured about your process, what you're breeding, what you're in, and that, and what your goal is at the same time because like, we we're talking about like getting rid of these these animals like they're also changing their course before they even really get started, you know. Right. Well, That's
0: why I like all these 21 21- Never been bred females on Wharf Market, like those people aren't going out of business. They're just like giving up on that female before they even gave right. her a shot. I don't. It's just been wild. Oh,
4: yeah.
0: uh, Lindsay said all she sold at Pomona was ivories and banana combos. So that's uh, yeah. very corroborates the like very pet market. Yeah, pet market.
3: Yeah, yeah. like I said, you can sell yeah. ivories. You can sell bells. You can sell bananas all day long. Now pies. If you got two hundred fifty three hundred dollar pies, you can sell them all day long. And mm-hmm. that's those are the show stoppers for those new people coming in. So, <sighs>
0: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the market's tough. It's hard. But uh, obviously, I don't think people should get out of all by then. I do think people should restructure like where they want to put their value their time. A lot of people like got way too many projects. And they don't even really care about that. That's why I'm like, maybe I should get out of pine because it really was never my passion anyway. It was almost an accident. Somebody gave me like three adult female head pies when I was first getting in for free. They're, like here. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll work pine. But like, I don't know. You know, I'd rather work puzzle well, right? um, How long would you wait in this market for a female to breed the first time? Like, would you wait till she's five if she wasn't like you know, those females? Like, they were a project, but now they're like falling in value. Would you wait until they're five, or would you cut them loose at four or three and a half, or whatever?
2: I think it's what the depends on what the female is. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. I had just like so when I first got into DG, I um. Uh, before I even knew my, my, my DG male was head clown, I, I put him to a GHI just to make some heads. And that whole entire clutch, for the most part, they they ate, but they take breaks. And so, like, they just grew slow. So, by the time I got my first clutch out of this female, she's four years old. And it was like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I'm still going to pair, her, whatever. Cause she's a GHI head DG and she was posse head clown. Let's prove her out. I didn't even send the shed in. I was like, I, I worked the project so long I was like let's just see it through and see what happens and she gave me my first DG clown. So um yeah, I think it kind of kind of depends on like what what the female is and, and one just just how 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 uh into that project investing in that project you you are and you're you're still going to be um be mm-hmm. like I'm not I wasn't going to change the direction so just cuz cuz of that so I, I'm still into that that project. I still want to see certain things out of that project. So I'm gonna see it through and hopefully um, you know I make some cool stuff and, and, and generate some buzz and, and, and people buy buy into it as well just because I'm excited about it. So
0: mm-hmm. have any of you or either of you considered diversifying your collection on a species level to meet either show demand or whatever the new online fad is currently, even though like all species are down. Like, have you just thought about it just to like add something else?
3: We're actually doing that. Like, and it's not just the show level, but really if we're sitting at a table with three other breeders and all we got is ball pythons, if the customers aren't looking for ball pythons, they're on their way out the door, but you know, we are diversifying just because we love other species and Mm -hmm. we jumped into ball pythons. You know what I mean? Like, but I want other things: carpet pythons, king snakes, Mexican black king snakes. You know, there's certain species that I just we didn't have time for. We've got them as pets, but we didn't breed them. You know what I mean? So it's like use this time when the ball python well, ball pythons aren't huge high demand. You know, put something else on your table. So,
0: Alex says, uh, "I know a guy with a discount on multiple skink purchases." <laughs> 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 What about you, Marvin? And obviously, yeah. like, if it doesn't fit your room, you're not going to want to do it. But like,
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's just been kind of like, I have other interests in terms of animals, that type of thing. Um, I probably get something to keep it as a pet. But for me, it's just me more being specific about, like, my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have an, I have a slime. I have a little guy. So he keeps me busy with his sports stuff. Um, so it's just a matter of, like, man, there's certain things I want to see out of the ball pythons in terms of like the products i'm already in and doubles and triples take up so much room it's like all right well to bring in something else that means i have to scale down this even more than what mm-hmm. i'd like to scale it down um just so i can kind of stay within like that that medium of so i can make sure everything's taken well taken care of and and, and that type of thing i don't want my my husband to just slack at all so um for me it's just gonna be strictly ball python still to this point i'm gonna i'll probably buy some stuff just keep his pets um mm-hmm. But that's about
0: it or neither of you get out of a ball python project like me with pides just because you're like that one's sort of destined to crash or even if it's show sales are fine like at the high end level like i I know people have like whispered rumors about lavender (laughs) you know because if justin didn't do it maybe nobody would do it because toffee candy's better don't tell him I said that,
4: <laughs>
0: Justin. Um, you know, or whatever. What, or, or whatever you think, like, at, at the high-end level might not be a strategic position to be in. Like, some people are like, DG's dead or whatever because of the, the polygenic fiasco. But then a lot of people still like it, so it's not that dead. But is there anything like that?
3: we I mean, I'm kind of with you on the pied thing. I never intended to get into pieds. They just, they were cool. They were a staple. They're a long lasting staple, you know, but it just wasn't something I was passionate about. Mm. Um, but I wound up with a bunch of them and then I created things with them. And so I haven't abandoned that project altogether. But if you ask my buddies around here, I talk about it constantly. Like I'm going to get out of the pieds, Um, so that I can focus on my other projects that I'm passionate about. Um, but I've never like abandoned a project just because of the value wasn't there. I want to see it through, you know. There's mm-hmm. like I made a super orange dream super stripe seven years ago. That was what I got into this for, and um, it took me seven years to make one. And it's not a very high valuable snake, but it's extremely beautiful. And if I had abandoned it, you know, a couple years ago, I wouldn't have made it. So,
4: have
0: you seen the super stripe clowns?
3: Yeah, they're beautiful. I know they're, that's they're actually beautiful. like the best way to <laughs> to do it. I, I never. Yeah. So yeah. my buddy Ryan Ryan Airlock was the one that hit a lot of them recently, and with the orange yeah. dream He's there.
0: like uh, mayor of alternative yellow belly complex town. So like
3: that guy had a, bless a vision. Bless his heart, he's
0: doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I bought my my DG from him. Not that that matters. A long time ago. So he's cool for me.
3: He was one that kind of got us. He, he helped me see the light. And it was Orange Dream Projects, you know, specifically. So I owe him a lot. So.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably agree with you guys on the pied direction. Um, I'm gradually reducing my number of pied animals over here, uh, mainly because I feel I like I can only work so many recessive projects and still stay within the number of clutches I want to do. So... um that's the one that's just on the chopping block. Uh, but I mean, with that said, I'll still probably do a little bit of it just because I'm, I'm already I'm already growing up DG Pod stuff for that project. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll do a little bit of it, but I am gradually kind of phasing it out just because I like Puzzle better. Um, so uh, I, from my standpoint, it doesn't really have anything to do with the, the Pod project per se, just the sense of there's something out there I, I like better. I think Puzzle's just a, a great, it's a great gene um a little little bit less tapped into um do a lot more with it so um i'm really excited about that so gotta free up some tub space somehow and that for me like that was the one to go because all my other stuff it intertwines in together with whether it's dg clown uh you know dg puzzle uh hypo dg i, I mean there's a running dg theme there so um yeah i'm just gonna stay the course
0: have you Wanted to test anything to see if it was a homozygous A B in your DG stuff, or are you just like fuck it? <laughs>
2: I'm tired I don't need of to. I just have thinking done it. about it. No, I, I, I do need to, especially with like my primary male, because like I said, I, I mean most of my DG stuff comes from a few males, but uh I mean the one male that started it all is still here and he still sees a lot of lot of females. So um yeah, I, I do, like, need to get his shed test to see, like, what he is. Se, just, so, mm-hmm. just so I know. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to get overly okay. caught up in that. I'm going to breed him the same way. I just think that it just – if I if I have some results that aren't – that are a little lackluster in terms of, like, visual animals, I'll know why. You know, mm-hmm. so, that's really weird.
0: I mean, I've already seen people put, like, het DG but only het for A. On morph market, which is like, I don't know, it's fine. It's good that they're being honest, but like that animal is a half head to me. So like, you would need to breed it to uh, basically a visual. So like, it makes these like double at the double head projects hard. So like, you would need to know it's just eggs. So then your other side would need to be a visual head. Otherwise, you won't get anything, even if it's a head.
3: Now that we understand how this works, you know, I want my visual breeder males to be homozygous on both sides or it's not even worth it like to breed them if, if they're a hat, and you know I can't put them to a normal and make hets with them you know mm-hmm. it's got to be a female that we've tested now that is homozygous A or B you know so that we can get proper even hets so I don't want to invest in a project and then grow females up that may only be het on one side right so you know, those males have to be sent out and tested emails too but i got two getting ready to go out so
0: yeah yeah it it just it it'll make the project I don't know more exclusive because only somebody who's like spending the money to take care of their project well and like keep track of it so like that part will be more expensive like someone who's running it right but yeah. then like you know what is the value of a generic head that's not been run right it, automatically that becomes less expensive so like that's why I'm like at a show, I should just delete everything that's head DG because I don't want to test a male head DG. (laughs) Just delete it, just delete it. So just like that. I don't I don't know. Like it doesn't matter that he's could be het for A or B or C or D. He needs to go be somebody's happy pet for (laughs) fifty (laughs) dollars. It
4: doesn't doesn't matter matter
0: anymore. Oh and then like Pied like I DG Pied too and I was like that's the only way to fix this fucking gene. Sorry, everybody likes Pied in the chat because it, it's like makes it fun and without doing too much because yeah. everything else like makes the little orange dot boring, black dot boring. It's already boring, but like to me, I'm just like, Is that even obviously I don't even like it that much because that's I'm already so bored of it. I didn't even, I don't want anyone to buy the double visual or the visual head to even breed them. I'm just like, I'm already bored. Who wants a double head DG Pied females? Send me a message. <laughs> <laughs> But now I don't know if they're at for DG. Yeah. Like A and B. So I don't know how to sell those
3: either. How to keep them forever. It's, it's worth the test, but.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. One of those is what's going to, for like the two free tests. Because so we've seen enough non-visuals that aren't homozygous I guess, at both positions that I'm like a little bit traumatized. And then like non-visuals that are we had a visual that was just a het het. So, like, obviously, whatever C is matters too. Yep. It's just Which like it can, it's confusing when you're trying to move forward in a project and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be wanting to buy anyway. Because I wanted to do DG tries, but like, I don't know. Should I make it myself uh, with a known homozygote? I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah, Eric just had a pretty interesting clutch. I don't know if he's discussed before, but he had two hats that were the babies then were found homozygous A on one side. So they made the homozygous A, but they weren't for homozygous B. So both of his animals, I guess the outcome, they did make a visual. I don't know. He should be here talking about it. But <laughs> the options, I mean, we could have this in all of our stuff and not know it. So, I mean, you have to have it tested. and
0: Right. So, so you think, right. so he made a homozygous A only, no B, and they looked visual. Right. Okay. Yeah.
4: I don't One think-
0: hondo, it's happened.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. it
0: Yeah. It, it does make it easier to be like, I'm just going to do it like always. But then like, I don't know. It, it. It's like that level of uncertainty when you're going to go spend five thousand dollars confuses me, and then I'm like, okay, I'll just buy ultramel or something equally, you know, (laughs) like a different color enhancer. It's
2: very confusing. (sighs) We don't know enough about the C part, Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, it's normal, but I do think there's something going on with that C thing in terms of like the way it amps up or or dials down, um, on visuals or non visuals for that matter, too. So um, I think if you like a project, just work it.
4: Mm-hmm. Just
2: work
0: That's, it that best. is also true, especially like now. A lot of people are like, what do I buy? I'm like, if you like the way it looks and the price, I you would like just it. buy it. <laughs> like a lot of like a lot of people are like, I like hypo the best, but it's not expensive enough. Just buy it. You I don't do, give a shit. It. You like it? It's buy fucking it. blue. Buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares?
2: like, if you like it, man, like you could, you're gonna find something that works really well in.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and so like, there's a part portion of it where it's like, yeah. Do you, I mean, how much do you follow the crowd, and how much do you follow like, just what you like?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, um, I think there's room to do both. Mm-hmm.
0: How much do you like intentionally not follow the crowd so that you're the only one working that sort of like market segment when the those. When someone just decides to be interested in it at some point, you know what I mean. Like when you if you start to zag and other people are zigging, you will have like what Justin isn't selling. No offense, Justin. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if everybody's making Pompeii parts, right, and no, and no one else is doing anything else with their clowns, you could just be doing just anything else, and you would be the, one of the few people doing any other non-Pompeii part gene during that period of time. So right now, spandex clowns are like three dollars. Like they, they like throw them off the back of trucks yeah. into people's knapsacks because of like that process of just having way too much. But there's other cool clown, clowns, like super vanilla clowns. Like who, like nobody did that. But those are actually still pretty expensive, or whatever. Like the vanilla clowns aren't, but that's cool too. But
3: yeah. I don't know. You have to. If you keep chasing everybody else's projects, you are going to wind up with tubs full of stuff you are not passionate about. You know, mm-hmm. so like, uh, I think. I you also kind of indirectly
2: hit on two two great points with uh, with supers and with uh, ALS like animals. Uh, like you spoke on, like super sharp clowns earlier. Like work those into your projects too. Like they treat them like they're obsessives. Mm-hmm. Yeah no that that adds so much more to to your projects it makes animals that much more difficult to hit too on top of that so um yeah i mean there's if that's if that's your avenue like just just run with it man.
0: yeah i mean like super blackheads right now are more expensive than clowns or pies for example so like that one in four chance is more expensive as a Codom homozygote than it is as a recessive homozygote, so I agree with that. As long as the homozygous form is viable, fuck it, let's go. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I think we're about it. Any other thoughts on Pomona? Is it your favorite show ever? And do you love uh, everybody who works there, including the show promoter? (laughs) Say yes
3: on is a good show. Rami puts on a fantastic show. Yeah, Rami puts on a great show. It shits together with shows, so we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no,
2: no knocks, no knocks on that on the show, man. Rami does, like I said, they put on a great show out there, so I love it. So, if anybody's local, they should go to the next one. Is it January? January. Am I making that up? Yeah, January is the next month. Okay,
0: because they do that one twice a year, right? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. But Anaheim's once a year, correct. Okay, do you guys been to Anaheim too, or is that too? Yeah,
2: we were there. Okay, I didn't been Anaheim, but I, I I went out there and hung out though. So, mm-hmm.
0: all right. If anybody is uh, in uh, Arizona or California, you can check out our for guests at the next Pomona, and we'll do another show report. Maybe if this is fun, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping like we'll have our like slow year-ish or whatever. It won't be a complete disaster. And then we'll just sort of like gently sort of pick back up as like the inventory situation normalizes. Cause I feel like 90% of our problem is just like an overburden of last year's stock still yeah. on morph market. Cause pet people are still buying. There's some interlevel level people buying a good little breeder thing. There's high-end people buying. They're just we just have a little bit too much of all of that. Just floating around still. Yeah. yeah. That's my dream.
4: All right, everybody.
0: Thanks for coming. The chat, I love you.
2: I, we lost Eric, though, but
0: hopefully all yeah. of his stuff is okay.
2: It's all good over there, man.
4: All
0: right. Bye, everybody.
4: You all have me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Better end.